In the hell do you think you are? We know each other. He's a friend from work. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. Robert better not get in my face. I'll drop that motherfucker. You're unbearably naive. Well, I was born yesterday. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. Does, does does anyone want to talk movies? Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. That's why we're here. Welcome back to the Cult of Culture. The Culture Cult Podcast is back. We're still getting a little reverb on your mic, Drake. I tried. Tighten up. I tried. I so tried. It's better. It's better, I think, looking around. We... Drake was out car shopping, which we'll get into. I spent, when I got off work, trying to sound this room a little better. The acoustics, I'm trying. I got foam on the wall. We're a little farther apart. I don't think it's the mics, though. I really don't. I think it's just this room being barren. Let me see if I can scoot over just a little bit. It probably won't help at all. I don't think it'll make it worse because you're farther away from the foam. Okay, well, let me come right back to you. If I'm being honest, I might need to foam this whole room up. But this is the Culture Cult Podcast. Um, we're not the highest grade of podcasts, but we do our best. We give great insight, great knowledge. I want to get into something first before we talk any movies, because we will talk a lot about movies today. Drake, you went car shopping today, and I told you that I wanted to talk about a topic to kick off the show that wouldn't be foreign to anybody listening to this show. I think everyone's gone car shopping. I find it to be an absolutely soul-sucking experience. How do you feel about car shopping? I find it to be very exciting. Um, why is it soul-sucking for you? I don't know. You do, you deal with, and I get it, right? They're in the business of selling cars. So it's kind of what they do. They have to make commission. And I, and I understand, understand wanting their job. Yeah, I get it, right? But don't be so pushy about it sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, I'm kind of lucky because... Uh, my stepfather, Chris, is friends with the dealer there, and so is my mom. Well, that's a different experience altogether. Isn't yeah, it? so I had a great experience today. That's a whole different experience altogether. I didn't have that experience. Most people, you go to a dealership, you kind of want to, you kind of want to go to more than one. You want to feel it out, sort of, sort of see where you're at, sort mm-hmm. of get your options, um, just get paperwork, leave, come back, and get the best deal. Play with the dealer, but mostly they're playing with you. You know what I mean? So you have to deal with guys who are like, oh, but did I tell you that this car has this type of uh, steering assistance yeah. and bloody It's like, oh, it's like God. yeah. You told I've been me in that. that spot before. It's like you I told know, me that. But, you told me that last time. But today was fine. But I, I have been in your spot before. And that is soul, soul searching, I almost said. Soul, soul sucking. Soul yeah. sucking. I think you just got off lucky there. I think most people don't or aren't lucky enough to have that experience, I think. But I think you said you've been there before, so we can sort of get off of it. I thought we might agree a little more on that topic, but no, for sure. I think most people think it's soul-sucking. So we're going to try something a little new going forward with this podcast because like this studio, obviously, it's a work in progress. 
the the idea here is we're going to take two two news topics, either of the week or break or of the day, and break them down. These both sort of came out either today or overnight. There's a movie that you've seen. You've seen Fantastic Beasts one and two. Yeah, Fantastic right? Beasts and Where to Find Them. You big fan and of the, the franchise so far. Big fan of Harry Potter franchise. Not so big a fan. I'm saying of, of these of these these yeah, prequels. Yeah, not so big a fan of the prequels okay. here. Yeah, I don't. I really don't want to see them. I but it's kind of like sort of like my you know I kind of have to at some point. But I just love the the Harry Potter franchise as a whole. Yeah, I still see them because I like Harry Potter. And I still go give them a chance. But it really doesn't involve Harry Potter though. I, I, but it's in the <laughs> Wizarding World. Uh, hey, it's in the Wizarding World. That's Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, they're making money on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially overseas. Which brings me to my next point. The news that came out is that Fantastic Beast Three is being pushed back. Mm-hmm. The start date has been pushed back, which would you would seem to believe would result in a delay in the release date. Um, do you have a theory as to why? Do you think maybe maybe it's it's a you know a, a lot to do about nothing, or do you think there's something here? Uh. Not entirely sure. Here's what I'm hoping it is. And God rest your soul. Soul. I can't talk today. God rest your soul, David Yates. He needs to get out of there. Uh, the director of Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix 5 all the way to Fantastic Beasts, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. He just needs to get off the franchise. He's killing it. Like, so you think he's to blame? I hope. He, it's It's because they're trying to find a new director. That's what they need. These first two movies have been pretty dull. Well, you need change. Change it up. Change well, so, also, so here brings me to my theory, right? I'm sort of like the prequel hater in a way when it comes to franchises that that are about characters but don't involve them. Mm-hmm. We kind of got into it with the last episode with Solo and Rogue One and all those things. I'm mixed on those, but the first one was not a critical rounding success, but it made a good amount of money, like domestically and internationally. It raked in the dough. This one was universally pretty much panned by critics and in turn made money but made its majority domestic or internationally and also didn't make as much as the first one. So I wonder if they're taking that into account and since it was a mixed response, they are sort of scaling back and maybe doing some maybe rewrites or, or so on and so forth. That could be another, you know, avenue they're going, but would they just maybe stop at three now? Because they're supposed to do five. Supposed to do five, right? Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's too knee reaction. Yeah. Knee reaction. Well, right? I think it depends on the third one, right? Because we've seen. I mean, this is not on the same level of Harry Potter, but Insurgent was supposed to have more movies. Insurgent, more like insufferable to watch. Or it's called the Divergent series, I believe. That's how much I don't care. But the Divergent but series. Also, Ansel Elgort is in there. Which is, brings me to my next point. He's super hit and miss, and mostly miss. Little hit. Baby driver is trash, but the ridiculous, but so where was I at? So the divergent series was supposed to have more movies mm-hmm. universally. The first one made a bunch of money. Did decent, right? The second one came out to bad reviews, did less money. Ditto on the third one. And then you see no more, you, see no more. you know, and it might've gone to TV, but that, that idea died. Could, I guess my question would be in return to you was could you see that happening with the spinoffs, the, the prequels of Harry Potter? Absolutely not. You think I, they make five regardless? Well, maybe they don't make five, but if you're saying they go to TV. No, 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 no. I'm just saying they make the third one and then maybe it is like, maybe it gets the same. Hot, yeah. 
the same treatment as the third one, then they might pull they, the plug. They could. Because they cost a lot to make. Yeah, they do. And if you're not making it back, what's I mean, what's a movie studio going to do if it's not making its money back? It's going to pull the plug. This might sound silly, but I don't want to revisit the Harry Potter, I don't, the character of Harry Potter, but I do want to see more in that world. If they, I want them to make five, but I want them to make three good ones in a row. You know what I mean? But show some consistency. Exactly. But if the third one comes out and they try and tie everything up in the third one, it's just gonna feel so jam packed together. And there's a whole bunch of stuff with Grindelwald, played by Johnny Depp, and young Dumbledore, Jude Law. It's it'd be a lot to wrap up in one film, especially since what we know from the Harry Potter series about Grindelwald and Dumbledore. So. You're know. pushing. For, I mean, I think you're pulling for it. Would it be safe to say you're pulling for these movies to kind of I'm pu- I'm pulling be for, more successful in terms of? Yes, yes, for sure. I just think they need to go in a different direct direction with their director. Different director, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I will defer to you on that one because you've seen him and I have not. A movie that I have seen, we've both seen. I might love it more than you, but we both love it. Black Panther. There's a sequel coming. I don't care that he got snapped away. That means absolutely. Uh, nothing uh, to me. Coogler coming back? Has to. Okay. I think I think Kevin Feige even said that he's wait he'll he'll wait for Coogler when Coogler's ready. And that's also what Stallone said. I swear that that quote you can search right. the internet for but that. the said, we'll shelf life for, for a Creed movie, a Creed sequel, has a quicker expiration date than an MCU movie. You could wait ten years and make Black Panther two, and it'd still be just as successful. They had to get Creed two out in the next, you know, five years after the first one. Had to. And if he was too busy doing Black Panther and then whatever he wanted to do, because you see, with a lot of these directors, you know, they get the the Marvel job, which is a big job, I, and then they want to go do something indie wise. I disagree that you can wait ten years to make Black Panther two, especially right now. You cannot wait ten years to make. If they wanted to, it make just it would make just as much money if they waited ten years. That's that's my opinion. I agree, but. Right now in the MCU where it's at now. I'm not even debating timeline. I'm debating. All right. Just for, I, I agree. It would make a ton of money coming out. That's what I'm saying. Creed yeah. 2 wouldn't have. It would, have. it would have made decent money, but if you would have waited to make it 10 years from now, and, and then Michael B. Jordan is how old? 75. You see what I'm saying? So it just wouldn't. He wouldn't be 75. Yeah, I know. Some people don't. How old? I, I, I mean, he's probably younger than we, or older than we I think. think. he's 40. Th- Michael B. Jordan is not 40. I think he's 40. Get the just ask Siri. Hey Siri, how old is Michael B. Jordan? I'm not doing that. I'll he's old Google. enough to be my dad. But here's the thing. But he's not. Speaking Take of my, speaking of Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett was at the SAG Awards, and they asked her about Black Panther two, and if Killmonger would be back, Black Panther or Michael B. Jordan's character, who is 31 years old, not 40. You were literally a yes, decade. That was nine years off. Yeah, a decade off. So which. In theory, seems like a nothing question, right? It seems like, of course, I mean, he, of course not. He died. Of course, he's not coming back. Well, basically, what happened was is she wasn't directly asked about Killmonger. They asked if the original cast was coming back, and she said, "I would assume so." And then uh, Corey B. Van, Courtney B. Vant, sorry, her mm-hmm. husband, yeah. replied, "Yes, just go ahead and say it. Yes, everyone will be there." Including Michael B. Jordan. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's a joke or do you think it's a serious possibility? 
We uh, talked a little pre-show. You asked me how. That's just... The idea is that you didn't see him go into the ocean. You didn't see him die. You might have saw him pass out. You might have seen him fade a little. But maybe he's still alive. Here's what I'll say. Uh, Michael P. Jordan is one of the best actors working right now, in my opinion. He's probably my favorite right now. Of new, of the newer crop of guys. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that awkward moment? Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, and Zac Efron. No. That is a good movie. You should check it out. Sounds like a decent cast. Also, Miles Teller also hit or miss. Really? Every good movie he's in, there's like two bad ones. Whiplash. Oh, you hated that one with Anna Kendrick. What's it called? It was called Get a Job. And Anna I Kendrick can universally do no wrong. She is... She can get a... She could... No, don't go there. What She, what she could get a nice steak dinner on me is what she could get. Nice. A nice steak dinner. I like my medium rare, and I'll I'll even lay off the starches. I want I want if she is anti carb, I will get a side salad. How no, nice of you. A side salad, no croutons. Okay, maybe some baby carrots, and I'm gonna want to snuggle. Would the <laughs> Would the first thing you ask her be about Henry Golding? Yeah, I, I would say is he as majestic in person as he is on screen, and I love the way that dress fits you. Have you ever seen a dress fit her badly? I can't recall now. She's in some like she's her and Jennifer Garner. Like Jennifer Garner tries to sell me credit cards, and I would totally buy one from her because she is ungodly gorgeous. And I'd hope she beat my ass in the bedroom like she does in Peppermint. Wow. And then or Electra, I'd like to see her as Electra. And I, then I, I like her in Love Simon. That's who I want her to be. I don't want her to. Well, she could be Simon's mom. She can't be my mom. You can't, can't do that. <laughs> Simon's mom. <laughs> Has got it going on. And then, no, what does, what does, what, Anna Kendrick did some commercial. It's like, maybe it's like a hotel, maybe it's yeah, Travago. with uh, William Shatner. She's in. God. Any hotel she's staying in is five stars. But where were we? Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett. MBJ. I guess... I wouldn't mind it, but my only problem is I don't want to see that character come back as a good guy. Really? I liked him too much as a villain. But how are they, won't it feel just Yeah, it repeated? would feel forced and repeated. Yeah, I understand. Because he, he's dead, now he's going to come back. Well, I he's want him dead, is what I'm saying. That's, I don't want him back. I think he's one of the best villains in the MCU. I think like he's five. the second best, probably. I think he's top five. I think he's four. Okay, we can rank that some other time. Okay, but I'm just saying. I'm uh, not prepared for that. We made another list. Um, With Thanos is one. Yes, Okay. agreed. Okay. Um, but yeah, it would just feel really repeated. Even though he's one of the best villains in the MCU, I don't know if I want to see him again. Would you like to see him come back as a good guy? Fight alongside no, T'Challa? No, I would hate that. Right, so you're in the same boat as me. I, I would hate it if he came back to be good, but I would also hate it if... If they do it in a way that doesn't feel like I've seen it before over and over It'd be again. be tough, though. I, yeah, for sure. Because the idea is he's What dead. if he pulled, like, a low-key? Like he low-key just kind of... Like he's low-key a bad guy, but he pretends to be a good guy. Like Loki. Like in the end. That could work. Like in the end, it turns out that, that he had work. ulterior motives the whole time. That could work. Okay. I could dig that. But if you had to just blindly say you want him dead or alive... I would say Dead. Dead. Okay, well, my lovely fiance made you some chicken noodle soup before the show. Trinity, if you're listening right now, I just want to let you know that was really good. I mean, my taste buds were exhilarated. You were you were starving. I, I ate it 
pretty fast and I stopped to do a little Well, we kind of had to do it fast because yeah. we got to get this thing recording for, you know, it's no one's fault. We're going a little late tonight, but I could go at any time. I just got to make sure the fiance's happy. But how was the chicken noodle soup? It was exhilarating. Right? It was exhilarating? No, it really was good. Give uh, like a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, is there still a lot left? Because There's a ton a left. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get a second one after the show. All right. A celebratory Rock chicken on. noodle soup. Fist bump there. There we go. So, and by the way, PSA, if you don't drink the soup afterwards, like you're eating a bowl of cereal, you are Satan. I've seen people pour that out right into the sink. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. That's the best part. That was That's that's what fills my big belly up is that last little bit, that last little, that little bit right there. I'll, I'll lick the damn time. bowl. I'll lick the damn bowl if I need to. Give me that juice, baby. I think I, I think I got this figure. How do you think I got this bowling ball figure not drinking the juice? How do you think I didn't get these titties not drinking that juice? Oh, you drink the juice. Speaking of titties. Give me the juice. These transitions are weird. <laughs> we stole an idea, sort of. I stole an idea. You did it. Yeah. I watched the whole video. I'm actually going to invite him on the show, hopefully. Okay. We're talking about Sean Chandler. We're talking about Sean Chandler. A guy that we really like. You can follow him on YouTube. He's awesome. His, I think his meteoric rise is what really pushed me into, into really diving into this, into this space because me and him are very similar people in terms of the movies that we like. Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, action movies and stuff. And I've always thought, you know, that I wouldn't be accepted in the community like that if those are the movies that you like. But he's had such a such great success. So he did a video earlier this week or last week, which was his favorite movie from every year that he was born. And I said, Drake, we've got to do that. This was a very fun list to put together. I'll tell a you very that. fun list. And, and I was, tough. And I need you to talk that loud all the time, Drake, by the way. I bet the, I bet the listeners enjoyed that. And tough. Because I'm looking, at, I'm looking at my levels. And I, you know, Drake will tell you I'm, I'm staring at these levels because I'm worried about the echo. But you, know, you, you do keep, a, you do keep a, 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 a consistent tone. Okay. But I, I'm just loud. I don't think it's your fault. I think I'm just loud. It's, it's all right. But I was born in 1993. I'm you, very, very old. You old fuck. I'm very. It's one. That's one use of the f word. I know. I've gone the. I've gone. I've gone a whole. Well, if we take out the fact that I'm gonna have to edit where I made Drake move because of the echo, um, let's say 17 minutes without cursing in general. I think so. Shouts out to Mr. Frimsdorf and uh, Grandpa Sides. Now, we like so. You were born in '96. That is correct. So, August 20th, 1996. The I was goat born, entered the world. The goat. <laughs> Really? The GOAT. The greatest of all time. That's you? Yes. Wow. Ask me what at? Wrecking cars? That really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. No, just just being an average. What are you the GOAT at, Paul Walker? I'm the GOAT at being an average human male. Me too. I got to be a close two. Well, you're the 93 goat. I'm the 96. 93 goat, baby. So I was born 1993, Christmas Eve, December 24th. The... Soat was bored. The, sh- the born, the shittiest of all time. That'd be me. So I'm gonna kick off my list. I'm gonna do 93 to 95, and then we're gonna bounce back, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Oh yeah. And we'll talk about it very briefly. And this is a game that I want you guys to play along with us on Twitter at the Culture Cult Pod. You can find us there, and I want to hear some of your favorite movies from the years that you've been alive. And Drake, if you know any of these, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna list 93 to 96 or 95. And if you know any of these mm-hmm. and you've seen them, mm-hmm. I'll kind of talk about them for a little bit. And then 
I'll ask you if you've seen him, and then we'll bounce off there. Kicking off the year, I was born, 1993. Saw the birth of a young pitcher that went through a surgery, and he broke his arm, and his tendons, they were a little tight. Mr. Henry Rowan Gardner joined the Cubs and was throwing rockets, rockets for the Chicago Cubs all the way to the pennant in this great movie, Rookie of the Year. Drake, have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. How great is this movie? It's a fun movie. I'll say that. I grew up on this thing. Uh, I, I've watched it. I mean, as early as last year, I watched it. I love, love, love this movie. I don't have the original copy that I had as a kid. I had to rebuy it last year, pretty much. I had to rebuy it. I saw it on sale at Target. And I snagged it up. How do you feel about that? Is that a, is that a shocker? Um, no, actually, yeah. I mean, I need to take a look at some movies in '93, but that that was an easy one rookie, for me. For I saw it and year. I was like, "Bang, that's it." What's okay. the main character's name again? Henry Rowan Gardner. All right. And if you don't know that, we can no longer do a podcast together. I once almost bought a Henry Rowan Gardner jersey, but it's the Cubs, so I had to refuse to. <laughs> 1994. Arnold Schwarzenegger hit the scene with James Cameron in a film called True. I still have not seen that. That is one of the best action movies of all time. My man saves his daughter in an effing plane. And he tells his wife the whole time that he uh, works on computers. But in real life, he works for the government. Which brings me to 1995. And we talked about my favorite genre being action. But I think people are going to be surprised. There's a lot of comedies on here. And funny enough, I was joking with a guy quoting this movie today at work. It's one of the most quotable movies, Drake. It is the original Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Please, please, please tell me you've seen this movie. I'm going to tell you I definitely have not seen this film. It's even on Netflix, my dude. I know. I can't believe we can't go back and forth with the quotes right now. I'm so, so upset. How are you going to get fired on your day off? He said... His dad's talking to him on, on, on the shitter, and he's like, he's like, be a dog catcher. He's like, I don't want to be no dog catcher. He's like, why not? He's like, I don't even like dogs. His dad goes, see, that's the beauty of it. I grab a dog, I choke him, and I kick him in his ass. All day long, my foot up a dog's ass. Just bang, bang, bang up his ass. That's my pleasure. And you hear like turds dropping the whole time he's talking in the toilet. It is... Chris Tucker, that franchise died when Chris Tucker didn't come back for the other ones. But He didn't yeah. come back for any of the sequels? No. Wow. No, he didn't. So those are my three, and I'll let you kick off with 1996, the year you were born, and then we'll go back and forth from here on out. Okay. 96 really surprised me going through all the films that year, and the one that ended up taking it is Wes Craven's Scream. Scream. Okay. A Have you movie? seen Scream? I've seen parts. As a kid, right. as a kid my, my cousin watched it and when I was in the room it was scary as uh, wh- shit when I was little I would watch uh, you're still little son well, okay when I was very little probably like five maybe four a little a little preemie baby yeah uh, my grandpa showed me grandpa the, sides or the other grandpa one? sides What's showed up? me the Nightmare on Elm Street series and, yikes and he said alright never he said alright Drake time for bed I said but Freddy's gonna get me <laughs> yeah thanks, I'm sure you did thanks grandpa but Wes Craven does a really kind of Yikes. pop culture I can't believe your grandpa showed you Night Run hey, Street. Shouts out, Grandpa. Thank you. I hate horror movies to this day, and that would not have helped me at all. Um, but Scream is... Have, again, you haven't seen... Damn, bro. No, man, I don't watch those. i tell you what my pick was in 1996, and you hit it on the head pre-show. It was Jerry Maguire. 
Duh. That's one of my favorite. Show me the money. It was almost Show in our intro. The money. I love the black man. I love that movie. It literally introduced me to Tom Petty. You had me at hello. Free fallen. It is Tom Cruise at his best. I, I love Tom Cruise. This is not Tom Cruise's only intro on this list, by the way, for me. Ooh, little, little teaser. Little teaser. I love the movie. Jerry you know Maguire. who I really like in that film? Cuba Gooding Jr. as Rod Tidwell. Maybe. No, that's that's the best character. Yeah. Then it's uh, Jerry Maguire. Then it's Renee Zellweger. I no think. shit, she's phenomenal she's and she's awesome. hot in that movie. Yeah, she's very pretty. When he pops that, when he when he breaks her uh, like her dress strap. <sighs> All right, moving on. To when I was a child, man, I dreamed of breaking of breaking those the dress straps. I didn't talk too much about Scream. It's just a really fun movie with some twists and turns and just kind of fourth wall ish. Yeah, it's never fourth wall, but it feels like it. Ninety seven. Like, Ninety seven. Easy. Titanic. No. Oh, okay. Easy. Titanic. I, I, I didn't do too much. I think Drake did a little pre-scouting on movies and was trying to see where I was going. I literally did not do I didn't pre-scout, so I didn't know that Titanic was even out in 97. But I know everyone owned that stupid dual VHS. I Right. On the VHS, I was a kid. I would watch that. Like, watch did that everyone own the, one of those? The Phantom Menace. Those were the two VHS tapes that I wore God. out as a child. God. No yeah. wonder your taste in movies is awful. If those were the two you were do watching I love as a the, child. Ask me if I like the Phantom Menace. I think you probably like it more than I do. I'd give it like two and a half stars out of yeah. five. That's a, probably a half a star more than I would. But I'm not in love with that movie. But go ahead and wax poetic about Titanic. I mean, once again, James Cameron, your 94 pick. You're also not going too far out of the box. You really don't have to talk too much about your first two because everyone's seen them. If it's a horror movie that I've seen, it's like, okay, everyone's okay, seen yeah. it. But uh, these are my favorite movies from the year. Okay, that's fine. But, yeah, and it introduced me to my dude Leo. Kate Winslet's fantastic. Billy Zane. Is kind of a one-note character, but he's so fun to watch. Uh, the guy that hits the propeller when he's jumping off—that's always fun to watch. Yikes! Uh, you don't find this movie boring as no. Here, here's what I'll say. I'm gonna use my first one. Here's you what don't I'll find say. this movie boring as fuck though. <laughs> <laughs> I think. This, and here's by the way, say. this new microphone picked up all of it. Here's what I will say. I have a newfound love for Bill Paxton. Before I would, oh, I would skip. Died. Yes, I would skip wow. the first twenty-five minutes because it was just Rose as an oldie, and Bill Paxton was that you know being. Oh, you gotta uh, die for Brock Love, yeah. Um But now I, I like to. I enjoy that. Okay, first of all, I I heard that. Well, I mean, we're in the same room. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I started liking Bill Paxton a lot when I saw him at Edge of Tomorrow. So. And that's really late. Wow. To Bill, yeah, that's really late to Bill. Well, Paxton. I love the movie Frailty. That's his best one. I knew he was with in Titanic though, so I was like Paxton, Edge of Tomorrow, Titanic, R.I.P. Bill. He's in a lot of great movies. Yeah, I, I know Twister. We, okay. we can do a Bill Paxton podcast sometime later. Probably not. Okay. We're like, however many years he died to go too late. Nineteen ninety-seven for me. Two years. Easy. You talked about VHSs that you wore out. Mm-hmm. Told you a story once. My mom bought me this VHS for my birthday slash Christmas. Right, so on December 24th, Christmas Day, my dad shows up and gives me the same VHS. I had already watched it, and I did not give a crap. Men in Black with that holographic purple case. That was up I love. The, I love that movie. I love the movie. I still haven't seen three because I've heard such bad things about it, but I will see it in, in the yes, next two weeks. Before special and, and, and I'm going to see International. So, but the first one, it just can't be replicated. Like the, I, the scene where the, the guy gets his head shot off and it's tiny. It's come. And, and the villain is so sugar, just like sugar water. He's so he's sugar water. He's so like he's so just off the wall. And Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are incredible together in so that movie. 
Josh, I love how like Josh Brolin and Will Smith are good in three. Josh Brolin, I remember like when I really that. Like I remember when Men in Black Three came out, and people weren't so quite like, privy on who Josh Brolin was yet, mm-hmm. and they thought that they had CGI'd. That CGI Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Yeah, Be, honestly, they look so could, much alike. You know why? They thought well, they because so Tommy Lee Jones like, banged Josh, Josh Brolin's mom. Tommy Lee or that's not Josh true. Brolin. <laughs> uh, literally, just is a clone. replicates Tommy Lee Jones. I can see why people think that yeah. that was him. Like it's ridiculous. That's part of what makes that movie so awesome. Idrick, right, hit me with your 1998 pick. 98. This is the probably the biggest surprise for a year on my list. It is Marvel's Blade. That Wesley movie. Snipes. That movie's a master cult following. It's also I on Netflix. Really if you haven't seen it, I think all those are on Netflix. I think all three of them are now. And if I'm being honest with myself, that might have been one of the first superhero movies I remember watching. That, I need to go be, the OG Spider-Man. This is this is me going to Spider-Man was my first one. This is going to be me sort of telling on myself here and how big of a baby I was as a child. I think I was a little too scared to watch Blade. I remember watching it and being like I should like this more, you know, cuz I'm a mm-hmm. dude. So I'll probably go back and rewatch those on Netflix. It didn't make my list. 1998 for me. Ray Allen. Oh. Ray Allen. Played Jesus Shuttlesworth, one of the best characters ever in a sports movie. His dad was played by none other than Denzel Washington in a movie produced and directed by Spike Lee called He Got Game. I love that movie. It really tackles amateur sports at the high school level and agents and you know college teams trying to recruit you, trying to get your money, using using sex and women and everything, and then. And in the, in, in it's only aged better with the stuff that went on at Louisville with Rick Pitino mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, it's even bigger business now. So that's a movie that's aged, you know, maybe in 90, you know, in 2010, I might not have said that was my favorite one of that year, but it just gets better year in and year out. So. I will say after watching Black Klansman and loving that so much, I'm going to go back and watch some more Spike Lee films. And that is high on my list. I, I would say watch Do the Right Thing first. That's probably his best one. Do the Right Thing. That's probably his best one. What you got for 99? 99. We, we saw we saw it. I thought there's gonna be one where we're gonna pick the same one. Maybe not. We I just have such so. different tastes. If it's not 99, it's gonna be a while. I think. Okay, 99 is Fight Club. Mm, no, not mine. Okay, Fight Club. David Fincher. Once again, you are very cookie cutter with your I'm picks. Not, I, these are my personal favorites. I, I understand. Love Fight Club. I'm there not attacking Phantom you, Menace. but I'm just making an assessment. There was Phantom Menace. I was gonna pick Phantom Menace as my favorite 99 movie, uh, but Fight Club. Is just he's iconic. getting offended. It's he's beautiful. talking with his hands now. He's getting offended. I, I don't like when you attack my picks. I didn't attack. I just said it's cookie cutter. Meaning, meaning you sound like every white male making this list. I figured that's what that meant. Well, here, let me throw this right back at your face. Okay. Once you see the latter half of my list, that's not a okay. That's like saying I have black friends. I'm not racist. 1999 for me. I didn't get to talk about Fight Club. Oh, go ahead. Well, it's one of those movies where I don't know if you have to that much. Yeah. Same with my 99, we don't have to talk about if, if I'm being fair, 99 for me is also one that a lot of people like, but not as obvious as what you had picked. I didn't talk about Fight Club, but we don't have to talk about David Fight Fincher, you know, it's definitely... Would you say it's a lot of movies sort of pay homage to that movie, even to this day? Yeah, I think first time watching it, had no idea... Should spoil? No, don't. Okay. I had no idea the big twist throughout the entire movie. Then I watch it again... And which each, I with, each viewing, with each viewing on Fight Club, you notice more and more things. So is it like Memento in that sense? I'm not a big fan of Memento. 
But is it similar in that way that you kind of? I can never pick watched yourself? Memento twice, so okay. I'm not sure. But you can definitely get more out of Memento if you watch it over and over. But Fight Club is just so gritty and fun to watch. Okay. Young Brad Pitt, hello. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, you're 99 by Henry Golding. 99 is a movie that I hadn't rewatched since I was a kid, and it was on Netflix, very short lived. I see dead people, and now I own the entire series. Because this movie, from the soundtrack to the way the kids acted the entire time, encapsulated the years 1999 and 2000. It took me to a time machine, and that's American Pie. <laughs> Being like seven years old at that time and knowing people who were that age growing up around them, that movie, and just the music, you knew every song, and it was just like, and Tara Reid, talk about people who are young, young Tara Reid, hello. I'm a straight man. You keep your Brad Pitt. I'll take Tara Reid. But I'm a straight man as well. Questionable. Really? Yeah. And we're going to kick off the century. I'm going to start hitting this off. You're the one who touches me a lot. You hug me a lot. I'm a hugger, dude. I'm a hugger, bro. Okay. You got prom people who hug? No, I'm just saying. You're saying friends can't hug. For for you calling me. You're saying podcast co-hosts can't hug. For your questioning of me being a homosexual. You just said young Brad Pitt, hello. You say Henry Golding, you would... What would you do to Henry Golding? I, I don't remember ever saying I would do anything to him. I just said he looked... He glowed on, on screen. All I said was, young Brad Pitt, hello. Insinuating that you would maybe... I don't know. Meet him behind a Kmart and jack him off. <laughs> no, insinuating. I would take him to a nice steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Medium, Medium rare. rare. If he's not a fan of starches. So, I'm going to start kicking off at the Millennium. Shouts out uh, the year 2000, the first concert I ever went to, the Backstreet Boys at the Pyramid in Memphis. The Bass Pro there is pretty cool now, but nothing can beat seeing AJ fly up on like bungee cords like up to the front of my section. So that was a fun time. This one was kind of tough, right? Because for me too. This is this is very cookie cutter. Okay. And I don't like that. I kind of have a cookie cutter one as well. If you if you have ever been to a high school before. You've seen this movie. <laughs> like, if you've ever been in, like, a class and it was, like, a rainy day, remember the Titans. I just hadn't seen too many in the year 2000, if I'm being honest. And this is the one I saw the most. It's, like, one of the only ones that I owned. And I remember crying the first time I saw it. So. Oh, bitch. Oh, it's not much to talk about. Denzel's second appearance on there and not his last. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my 2000, kind of cookie cutter. I was going back and forth between two movies. You guys remember the Titans even in the conversation? No. Okay. Is going with. I've been a lot of sports movies. Robert Zemeckis directs Tom Hanks and Castaway. I thought about that. I really enjoyed Castaway. Bonus at the end of the film, she says, "Yeah, Tennessee, we got a football team now. They're the Titans, and they went to the Super Bowl oh my last God, year." Here and we that go. just furthers my love for that movie. But it's Drake's it's a Titans a, fan. That's why he says Titan. It's up such all a time. great. Got to figure it out. Realistic survival tale. Wilson. Don't the volleyball even have to, is weird. No, it's awesome. It's his best friend. But yeah, Castaway. As a kid, I was like, this is weird. Okay, so 2001. 2001 you, want to, you want me to do my 2001? No, how you were doing it. You went first a lot. And then when I get to 2010, I'll go, you'll double up like I just did. Okay, tighten up. So, stop. You have got to stop saying that. So, tighten up. 2001 for me. I said in 2000, it was Remember the Titans, and that it wasn't Denzel's last appearance on my list. That's because in 2001, this was easy. Him and Ethan Hawke started together. In Training Day, nice pick. Which that was in contention. Which is one of the, so I'm saying we're not going to have any of the same. I don't think. Training Day. There's not much more to say, but it's a great movie. 
Unlike Drake, I won't be like, I didn't say enough about it. No. Everyone's seen Training Day. It's a great movie. Keep going. Year 2001. 2001. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I've never seen those. Oh, my goodness. You tell me this all the time. Okay. If I watch Back to the Future, now you have to watch Lord of the Rings. I'm not a Back to the Future like fanboy though. I like it, but I, I'm not either. But if that's you watch the, the first season, of, if you watch the first season of True Detective, I will then watch the first Lord of the Rings. We're gonna shake on this here. And if I don't like it, then I gotta watch the rest of them. Because you're gonna like the first season of True Detective. Like I know you. But my fiance, no. but my fiance says no. I would love the Lord of the Rings. Yes, you would. She says it all the time. You really would. Because I'm a nerd. I didn't like the Hobbits, but you'd like Lord of the Rings. But yes, I, I didn't like the first Hobbit either. Uh, being quite honest, I don't have to talk one. too much about Lord of the Rings. But it is my favorite of the three. Is the Fellowship? Okay. Two thousand and two. I guess you could consider this a sports movie. It's a sport of words. Starring the goat, the actual goat, the greatest rapper of all time. Eminem starred in the movie Eight Mile, dude. Literally, it was down to my pick and eight miles. No, see, we're, we're not going to match up. No, we were so no, close. No, right so the last two, the last two, you said. We so Training close. day and eight mile. Eight mile is a great movie. I think it's also on Netflix now, too. Love that movie. Um, Honestly, I could pick eight miles. Well. Nope. Keep it how you put it. Don't change it. So, it we talked about, or we didn't talk about it, but Bodied was on my list. We talked about it, I think, episode two. And that was produced by Eminem. And I still watch battle rap to this day. I'm a big hip-hop guy. Drake came in pre-show, and I was listening to, to, to T.I. And Eminem was actually in the song, too. So I'm a big rap fan, and, and I love battle rap. And just the whole story. It's not exactly what Eminem dealt with or his exact story, but it's close enough to where I still enjoy that movie. Brittany Murphy's in it, R.I.P. She plays a There's an amazing sex scene of theirs in that movie. Okay. So You know who? what MCU... Uh, person is in 8 Mile. I know Michael Shane is in it. Anthony Mackie. Oh, yeah, he is. Okay, my 2002, which just beat out 8 Mile, is Road to Perdition. Tom Hanks. Yes, directed by Sam Mendes. Tom Hanks. He's had two Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks does not play a good guy in this movie. He plays a character named Mike Sullivan, which is funny enough my stepdad's name. Wow, really? Did they base it off your stepdad? Um, No. Well, that would have been pretty messed cool. up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think most people have seen that movie. Once again, you're being very cookie-cutter, Drake. No, it's... You know what? Whatever, Justin. I'm not even going to argue with you. These are my favorite movies, and you can just eat. Fuck right <laughs> off. What? That's your two. Okay. You're done, or you owe the jar a dollar. give a fajoodle. Here we go. You're going you're gonna to owe a dollar, because we're only at 2003, so we still got over 10 years to go. If we don't match on either 03, 08, we're not going to match. Or Okay, here's my three picks that we're going to match on. If we do, 2003, 2008, and 2015. 2015 pre-show was the only one that I thought we'd match on. 15, I think we'll match. So, 2003, I told you, born on Christmas Eve. I'm a big Christmas guy. I guess? No. This is not my favorite. This is not my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Because my favorite is Christmas Vacation. Agreed. That's my favorite movie of all time, regardless of Christmas or not. And then there's some more. But Elf is in my top five. Elf is a top five Christmas movie, and it's the best movie of 2003. It's still funny to this day. Johnny Favreau directing. John Favreau. And he's in Iron Man. He plays the doctor. He goes, it's only a pinch. Ow! 
when he poked his finger. Yeah. Poked his finger. So, no, the Elf. I mean, don't need to talk about it too much. Everyone's seen it. Everyone watches it every year. 2003 is a movie we talked about on the... So we don't match on this year? So previous podcast, and that's Kill Bill. That's that's one that I saw that I was like... She wants to dance like Uma Thurman. So It's a Fall Out Boy song. Shout out Fall Out Boy. Give us a follow. Just a reminder... The only two I think now that are left are 08 and 15. Okay. I want to kick off with my 2004. You can do that at 10. I, I want to do it now. No, you don't change. I'm excited because it's a tie. It's my only tie on the list. You can't have a tie. I have a tie. Nope, I, you, I literally cannot pick between the two. You have to. I'm sorry. I nope, can't. you have to. I can't. Mine is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mine is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Nope, that's it. Tied. Nope, I'm not letting you do that. So I pick Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban. Because because you pick Harry Potter. Okay, because I, I could have tied 10 of these times. But, but it's it's. But these are the only two the that list. are so I close. I don't care because I don't have another. I don't care. Spoiler: I don't have another Potter film on, and Me that's either. my favorite. But Me either. There's also one of my favorite movies of all time that came out that year. Okay, then the, you'd pick that one. Then here's the thing, Drake. But Harry, the point of a list my, is you don't in, tie. They're both in my top ten. I don't care. Yeah, whichever one's above that one on your top ten, you pick that one. Because if it's a top ten, there can't be eleven. Okay, talk about Harry Potter, Prisoner of Basketball. I don't have to. Everyone's seen it. It's the best one. Sirius Black's in it. It's, he's the best villain in the whole thing, if you think he's a villain. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, freak off. But, yeah, it's the best one. I think it was. it's it's one that, because I go through spells where I'll rewatch series. I think we all do. That's one of the only ones that I can pick up besides the first one and just watch it on its own. That's how good of a movie it is. I can just pick it up and watch that one. I think with a lot of movies in that franchise, you need to watch the one before it. But this one, I love that movie. Yeah, this one, sure. I could pick it up and watch it any day of the week. Um, so, so what did you pick so above Harry Potter? So what do you like way more than Harry Potter Prisoner? What do you pick, and that's way better than Harry Potter? My favorite Potter comedy of all and the time. Prisoner of the Asking. Favorite comedy. It's Five Hundred Days of Summer. Was the that come out that year? I sound really stupid. Yeah, you're way off. Yeah, that's you're stupid. Way Your favorite comedy of off. favorite comedy of all time. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna say a quote from it, and then we can move on to 2005. Is that like a cookie cutter? Everyone's seen it thing. Yes. Okay, say it. But it's also one of my favorite of all time. I don't care. I'm not making fun of you for it. I'm just saying that's who you are. You get too offended. Okay. There's so many quotes I could go with here. But just pick one. I'm really talking for to all of us at Channel Five News. I'm Ron Anchorman. Burgundy. Go. Yeah. Oh, I almost, I almost said the third. You almost said the third one. Here's the thing. This is why I was getting Anchorman, upset with you. Legend, Here's why I was getting upset with you. Almost, I, I, those were the two. I had basically to flip a coin. I could not. Those so deal like, with it. No, you picked Anchorman. So everyone now, what's written down that Drake likes Anchorman way more. Not way, way more. more. It's very close. Way more. With Harry Potter. Way more. You like it way more. Moving on. 2005. What am I? Favorite comedies of all time. I told you this is was 2005 was so barren. I didn't see too many movies in 05. I didn't what see you, what too you doing many. Back then? You're hitting, just hitting puberty, kind of going. I was probably things. in a bathroom jacking off constantly. Okay. In 05, you know. That's interesting. How old was I? 12. Oh yeah, at 12, all I did was masturbate at 12 years old. Okay. Nobody wants to hear about. You and, and 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 it plays into what I picked that year. So I remember seeing this. 2005? With a friend, yes, with a friend of mine, and us being way too young to see it, and that's the 40 year old virgin. Nice. Steve Cross hilarious in that movie. Kevin Hart. First time I ever saw Kevin Hart. Jonah Hill was in there, too. Jonah Hill was in that movie. Seth Rogen. Paul Rudd. Yeah, so it's a great cast. I mean, there's really not much you can say about it. Everyone has seen it. So. 2005 is one of me. Is one of me. One of me. One of me. What do you, you, um, you like? I mean, I'm a big um, soccer guy, so I watch a lot of the English Premier League, which I'll be watching tomorrow. 
and uh, they'd be like, uh, and people in people from Newcastle, they call them Jordies. They'll be like, uh, they say me a lot instead of like, so like my house, like uh, come over to me house, you know. They say like that, and it's like it's so goddamn cute. Well, in that case, well, my favorite movie. Well, my favorite movie of 2005. 2005 is Walk the Line. Joaquin Phoenix. It's actually Joaquin Phoenix. That's what I just freaking said. It was Joaquin Phoenix. No, you said Joaquin. It's Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. It's Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. You can't change me. I've been saying it the whole way. Joaquin Phoenix. Anyways, yeah, that's one of the best biopics I've ever seen. Joaquin Phoenix. I believe they both, Reese Witherspoon. That's really the first time I saw Reese. Sweet Home Alabama? Okay, I saw Reese a little bit there. You dummy. But I loved, loved (laughs) Walk the Line. Uh, the first ever saw Reese Witherspoon was probably at home again. You idiot! For Christmases, I watched a little bit today, randomly. It's getting hot in here, isn't it? Uh, I'll step out of the room if you need. No, what is this? Is it my laptop? It's so hot. Yeah, it is. It is so hot. I'm like, I'm sweating. I got I'm overweight, but I'm not. That's not that overweight. Where I sit somewhere and I sweat. 2006. One of my favorite movies of all time, Drake. Did you see it coming in? Can you, can you guess at 2006 what might be my favorite movie? It might be the definition of a Justin Tyler Day movie. The definition of Justin? Don't look at the year. Then no, I can't tell you. 300. Casino Royale? 300. Okay. Zack Snyder. Everyone's seen it. It's the reason why I have body dysmorphia is because that movie, everyone looks subject. Subject. They all looked subject in that movie. Like they've never eaten a slice of... White wheat bread, any any types of bread. They never had a crouton. Never ate a goddamn crouton. They just eat raw meat and bang hot chicks and kill people. Whoa! And that's what I want to do: eat raw meat, bang hot chicks, and kill people. All three of them. In that order. Okay. Now, what did your little beta male ass pick for 2006? What would you call me? A beta male. That's disrespectful. For 2006, I picked... Watch, it's going to be some beta male shit. Watch. I picked my, one of my top five... <laughs> it's going to be some Mickey smiling. It's going to be some beta male shit. One of my top five favorite movies of all time. And that is Martin Scorsese's The okay. Departed. The Departed. Okay, it's not beta male. Leonardo DiCappuccino. Same I should have knew that. I should have known that. Okay. I should have known that. For sure. It's, it's such a great story. It's a really good movie. We've, it was up there in and out. I love The Good Cop, Bad Cop. But it's I'm, just so fun. Okay. And there was a lot of cuss words, which is fun to listen to sometimes. <laughs> and you were 10 at the time. Al- Alec Baldwin. Mark so, 2007. I think this is more fun for us and the listeners. I sure hope this is good Good podcasting. 2007 for me, kind of tough, but I think it's just comes down to what have you rewatched and, and what's the better made movie. It's Gone Baby Gone. That was up there for me. <laughs> Once again, if we, don't, if we don't match up 15, we're never going to match. That was close. Or, or next year, too. I think 2008 is going to be... The year we can match, but 2007 for me, Gone Baby Gone. I don't think enough people actually saw this movie. I know Ben Affleck directed it, and I believe he won an Oscar for it. I didn't see it until a couple months ago. Exactly. I, I didn't but see I it until like 2000 and like very good. 14. I bought it on Blu-ray. I still need to watch The Town from Ben Affleck. I it's, own it. Have not watched it. That is. That's an incredible movie. I don't know that it's. I enjoy it more than Gone Baby Gone. I think. But I don't think it's a better movie, if that makes any yeah, sense. It does. Uh, my 2007 is No Country for Old Men. Okay. Josh Brolin making his first appearance. Mm-hmm. Just the villain in the Western noir, Tommy Lee Jones, once again. He popped up on your list. Mm-hmm. All that, uh, the, the tension, the ending, 
I just can't say enough good things. The cinematography, the score, I can't say enough good things about No Country for Old Men. It's the best Coen Brothers movie. And Big Lebowski, Fargo, Inside Lewin Davis. I'll say Big Lebowski no is the best one. Let's chill here. Okay. 2008, once again, if we don't match on this year or 2015, we ain't, match, we ain't matching at all. We're not matching on 2008. I guarantee you. This is one of the easier picks okay. I made. This was this is oh, one I saw. I 2008. Oh, of course. The Dark Knight. I'm picking. The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's not only the best superhero movie of all time. It could be the best movie. Okay, Justin. I'm gonna, of all time. I want to tell you we have our first. Just kidding. I did not pick The Dark Knight. And that's because you're a beta male. The Dark Knight is. Literally, the way you could talk about certain movies, I can go all day about The Dark Knight. I remember seeing it and being so transfixed. And then when I bought it, or it was bought for me or something, I was so transfixed the entire time. Even when I watched it to this day, the, you know, Batman Begins, everyone says, is the best of that trilogy. They're dumb. They're stupid. No. It's, it's, it's probably the best origin story that Batman's ever had. But when you get to The Dark Knight, and you're dealing with Heath Ledger's Joker, which is the best villain of all time. Paired with Christian Bale, who is the best Batman of all time. Don't care what you tell me. Don't care what you tell me. He's the best. And, yeah. I'm upset that Ben Affleck didn't really get his rub as Batman. I think he could be just as good as Christian Bale. I really liked him as Batman. But, no, I mean, The Dark Knight, if you don't pick 2008 Dark Knight, you're an idiot. It was between Dark Knight and In Bruges, and I picked In Bruges because that is such a... Your mama... You're an idiot. That's beta male. That's beta male activities. If you disrespect my list one more time, I will get up and walk out of here, and we'll stop at 2009. You're dealing with some SDE over there. Go ahead. Small dick energy. It's the opposite of big dick energy. Have you ever seen In Bruges? If you literally have not seen the movie, you always tell me this. Don't hate on it. I've never seen the entire movie. It's Colin Farrell, Ray Fiennes. I've seen over half of the movie. Okay. Never in one sitting. It's just it's good, but it's not better than The Dark Knight. I'm Ever. not saying it's better. This is your favorite movie. You like that better than The Dark Knight. Yeah, I You're gonna sit here and tell me you like that better than The Dark Knight. It's between I, those two, and I don't believe you. What What would I pop in and watch right now? Personally, I'd, I'd want to watch In Bruges again. That movie is hilarious and it's dark. I have to reevaluate this whole situation. I love dark comedy and I love dark twisted stuff. Me too, dude. Okay, well, watch In Bruges all the way through. Almost we're moving picked, on to I, I almost picked Killer Joe. Okay, we're moving on to 2009. And I'll go first because you're going to do 10 first. Okay. 2009, I said earlier that. What might have been my favorite comedy for Euro Virgin. This is my favorite comedy of all time. Okay. We're getting a bootleg copy of it. Didn't see it in the theater. I got a bootleg copy of it. And I said, Mom, you got, you have, don't look at my list. Don't be peeking. I was looking at the time. Don't be peeking. Sorry. It's 8.50 p.m. Central Standard Time. Our run time, you dipstick. It's 50 minutes. You're right at 8. Dummy. Okay. Dummy. All right. 2009. The Hangover. The best comedy of all time. It is still funny to this day. It, it was the birth to me of Bradley Cooper. Bradley Coops. You had Stewart, and who would have thought that he would be doing what he's doing now after playing the guy from Wedding Crashers? The teacher. Wedding Crashers. You know, that's it's where I like, saw him first. It's like, well, yeah, but I mean, this was his first sort of leading role in a way. He was the big takeaway. Was that guy's going to be a star? And Zach Galifianakis is probably going to be typecast. And spoiler alert, he was. All right, what's your 2009? 2009 is my favorite romantic. Comedy. Here we go. Uh, this is what I was thinking of, right? Hates this movie. Five hundred days of summer. Five hundred days of summer. Jogo. Here's some more SDE over there. 
Uh, I'm looking to a shirt that says Zoe, SDE. Zoe Deschanel. Uh, She's a hot. Young, uh, who, who, is, not, is that Abigail Breslin? No, it's Chloe Grace Moretz. A young Chloe Grace Moretz. I could have told you that. little smart mouth to her older brother. Uh, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz in a movie that I really like that no one else likes, The Fifth Wave. Yeah, didn't make my list. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sure hope not. No, it didn't make no, my list. No, but yeah, that's one of the most realistic and no, depressing not. movies of all time. It's I depressing. Love it. It's, it's depressing awesome. because it's so goddamn boring. Okay, 2010. Go ahead. Back-to-back Joseph Gordon-Levitt movies. Inception. My, my. Those are two movies that I just don't like at all. Probably my favorite movie of all time, Inception. All time? Probably my favorite movie You ever seen Goodfellas? Yes. It's, it's better than Goodfellas. It's in my top. Goodfellas in my Inception, top 25. Inception's not better to me than Deja Vu. Yeah, we've had this discussion before, and I want to punch you in the face. So give me a 2010. Wow. That's what we do in 2019. When someone disagrees with you, you punch them in the face. Otherwise, shit will go to hell. You're on the right side of history. Thank you. Okay. Wow. I'm just, I'm Podcast not abuse. I'm not resorting to violence. I'm just saying to say Deja Vu. It's better. Okay. I'll, I'll give it... If I watch Deja Vu and it then becomes my favorite movie of all time, I will literally <laughs> give you a hundred dollars. Wow! Well, I'll be. I'll. I'll. You can just demo it to me whenever I will. you see it. 2010. This girl's so hot. She is so smoking hot. And in this movie, she is the hottest I've ever seen her. A lot of hots there. Yeah, she was smoking hot in Gangster Squad. It is your girl, Emily Stone. Emma Stone, sorry. Emma Stone. I got a little tongue-tied because I'm thinking about the movie Easy A. Name. Emily Stone. It's a good job. Might be. I don't know. But Easy A is funny. Wow. It's hot. Favorite of all, all 2010. Yeah, I said 2010. No, it's Easy A. And that one was kind of like easy. That's a layup. Ha! Uh, 2011. That's right. Three Joseph Gordon-Levitt movies in a row. I have a JGL one on there, but it ain't 2011. I know what yours is. Uh, 50-50 is my uh, 2011 pick. I've owned that for like over two years and I haven't seen it yet. Seriously? Well, because, no, because you were talking about I can, Five Days of Summer, you, you pumped it up, and I went and saw that, and I was like... I can Whoa. describe Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character and Seth Rogen's character in this movie. I can pin that with my friend, me and Hunter. I can pin that with you and I. I'm so tired of hearing about Hunter on this podcast. He's Dust, on the podcast. Dusty and I. I'm saying this is about my life. You I'm could say I have so many friends that I can relate this to. Too many to name. And that's what you could say. I have so many friends that I can relate this to. Too many to name. And that's what I can say. Boom. Look at that. Okay. So it's 50-50 like, is. It's like someone knows what they're doing is teaching. heartwarming. It's funny. Uh, I need to see it. And your girl, Anna Kendrick, is in it. And she does a fantastic job. She plays a therapist. A funny therapist. Awkward. It's really good. Even if I see it, I can guarantee it's not going to knock this movie off. Okay. Because this 2011 is my stop looking, I'm not looking at I'm my adjusting my computer. Butt. Adjusting my butt. All right. Fuck. That's my second one. Stop looking at my computer. All right. I'm so pissed. He looked at my computer. I, did, I couldn't see it. 2011 is my favorite movie of all time, but my favorite actor of all time. Well. Second or third, he's up there. He's like one, one B, one C. The Lincoln Lawyer, Matthew McConaughey. You ever seen it? No. Exactly. Exactly. He's laughing. He's ever seen it. It's a, it's a great movie. Ryan Felipe plays a great villain. 
did Lincoln give him the car commercials because this movie was so good? Um, it it wasn't immediately after that, but I think it definitely played a played a part in it. So if that tells you how good the movie is, he got a deal out of it. So you're laughing at a whole lot of nothing there. Okay. 2012. Go see Lincoln Lawyer. Don't be like Drake. Don't be a shit heel. 2012 was really tough for me, but I had to pick my favorite James Bond movie of all time, Skyfall. I remember going to see that in the theaters and being absolutely blown away. I saw it with I saw it with the next girlfriend in the theaters. And I was so tired I fell asleep. And that movie's really good. But that just tells you if you're tired, you can fall asleep during anything. That's true. I, fell I was asleep. so tired. I fell asleep during Mostly of her shit, but I was really tired in general. <laughs> I fell asleep during Isle of Dogs last year, and I went back the next day to watch We it. talked about that. So I understand that. But yeah, Skyfall. Keep going, keep going. Love Skyfall. No, I don't have anything else to say. James Bond, Daniel Craig, uh, the villain. Anti- er, same, uh, crazy, it's the same villain, Javier Bardem. That was in 2007's No Country for Old Men, and both of those look at that. are on the list. Javier Bardem, keep playing villains. You might get on this list again. You know what I'm saying? He's not listening. He could. Javier, neither, if you're neither listening. Neither is his agent. Love your work. 2012 for me, pretty easy. The same way you went back-to-back JGL a couple times, I'm going back-to-back McConaughey. That's mud. I love mud. I saw that so many times in the theaters. It, I mean, Ty Sheridan. How many times do you hear about Ty Sheridan now? Yeah. Mud, mud made him the star that he is. To be honest with you, you, uh, this is one of the first movies I remember that I raved about to you. You telling me you need to watch this, and I watched it and I loved it. Yeah. So I appreciate you. We still haven't matched it. Twenty fifteen is probably gonna match us, but okay. Go go to thirteen, Bubba. Two thousand thirteen was real quick. I think we both agree that not a lot of not enough people have seen Mud. Oh, I agree. Mud is uh, Matthew McConaughey. Your favorite McConaughey movie? Yes. No. By, uh, Yes, over Interstellar, yes. Okay, well, yeah, uh, to me that's easy. I think it's Him, Ty Sheridan, who's in the X-Men movies now, and Ready Player One. The story. Reese Witherspoon, also. Speaking of her, she's back on our list. Reese, hello, nice to see you again, if you're listening. Old Reese. Sweet home, Ala Reese. Young Reese, I don't know how old her daughter is, but mini Reese, they're all pretty. Go ahead. 2013. Have you seen her daughter? Yes, they look just alike. They're clones. Yeah. The same way that Josh Brolin is the clone of Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Nice callback. Wolf of Wall Street. This was tough for me. I'll give you I'm going to put a dollar in the swear jar because... Really? Because I'm quoting this movie You can, you right can just here. not say the F I don't just... give a crap. Ooh. The real, this is from the trailer. He says, the real question is, all of this legal? And then he looks at the camera a little bit. It was fourth wall, too, like a little Deadpool. And he looks in the camera and he says... Sometimes you get that a lot with Scorsese, though. Absolutely fucking not. I need a dollar. I don't care. Do you have a dollar on you? I do not. I will then mow you a you dollar. Bring one, no, you bring one on Wednesday. We're getting a jar. You put it in there. I'm sorry, everybody. I had to. Well, you know, we lost a charity if we get enough. When we get enough in that jar, we'll give the charity. From the eye brown? From the eye brown. From the eye brown. From the eye down. Not a single hair. I, well, that's a good, that's a good one. I, I didn't think you got his tongue to I actually have a speech impediment. If I get excited, I'll stutter. You told me. You're like, man, I get tongue-tied, like, before the second episode, and you do. There are days when you, like, right now, your tongue is shaped like a Funyun. I like Funyuns. Me too. I'm sorry. I love Wolf of Wall Street, so I do get excited. A lot of people do. 2013, tough. Yes. Very tough. Well, The Wolf was up there. It was three for me. Two? Almost had Triple McConaughey. Dallas Buyers Club. Wow, nice. Almost went triple. He won his Oscar for it. Number one for me. 2013, Scarlett Johansson, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, hit us with Don John, which at that moment in time was like what I was living through. I had a girlfriend who was a virgin. 
I was not. I was many movies ago on this list not a virgin. And I stuck through it for like two and a half years. But there was a lot of uh, stroking going on. Shouts out Clarence Carter. It's a great song. In my, in my bathroom, in my bedroom, anywhere in the house that I could get a free minute. But she would go through my phone, my man. She would not like it. She found the history or if it was completely deleted. And so very similar to old ScarJo's character in that movie. So maybe it's because it resonated. Now my room is never as clean as his was. My car is also not as clean or never as nice. And I definitely don't have the body of his. But not only was I living on a dream, and by mean living on a dream, I mean living on porn at that point. I also would not mind getting with Julianne Moore either. So Don John was, was the pick for 2013. Drake, hit us with your 2014. I think you would agree. Once you got past like 2011, these got Pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. 2014 is the first film directed by Damien Chazelle, Whiplash. Okay. Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons. Is this a hit, Miles Teller, for you? You said he's hit and miss. It was good. I really like it. I don't it. think it's great. And since my car wreck, I have YouTubed Whiplash car wreck scene like three times because it, the way he gets out of the car and everything, it's the exact thing. Because when it happened, I was like, man, I felt like Whiplash. Like, I don't have Whiplash, but it felt like the movie, Whiplash. It was just... Uh, I think it's just light. Something's hot it could, Yeah, this is probably definitely light radiating off, radiating off some heat. It's so hot in here. Okay, Whiplash for you? Yeah, love Whiplash. The car scene is... Even more now it resonates with me even more. Resonating more. Guardians was up 2014 there. 2014 for me. Go a movie I hadn't seen until maybe a year and a half ago. I told a buddy of ours the next time I talked about this movie, I would shout him out because he got me onto it. Josh Moore, good buddy of ours, tells me all the time, "Hey buddy, you love action movies. You have got to see John Wick." And I was like, "Man, I just missed it. It was in the theater. You know, I just missed it. It's not that I'm dodging the movie. I want to see it. I just..." I missed it. And every year, yeah, there's more movies coming out. Situation. There's more movies coming out, you know, and it's, it's tough to it's tough to find time. And I went to a store. They had the 4K, and I just bought my 4K TV. 4K for ten dollars. I thought unopened. I thought, shit, I gotta get it. I love John Wick. I watched it again two nights ago. I watch it all the time. Phenomenal movie. I love the second one too. It doesn't make my list. Spoiler alert. There was a one that came out that was a little better in 2017, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I love, love John Wick, Wick. I, and I'm so excited for the third one. So, let's try. If we don't match on this one, we'll never match the rest of the list. Okay, I wanna, I wanna go on three then. Okay, okay. One, Are we gonna say? Okay, go ahead. One, two, three. The Force Star Awakens. Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay, okay. okay. Finally, a match. Here we go. A match. Everyone saw it. I have a poster right here. Yeah, love. We talked about it last episode. Everyone saw it. Top three favorite Star Wars movies for me. Um, maybe not top three, but it's up there. Yeah. Top five for sure. I have a ranking on Letterboxd, but I'm not going to look. I don't, I don't have the time to look that up. But no, 2015, I knew if we were going to match. It was just. It would have been that one. I just want to say something quick about it. It's just there was so much pressure on that movie to perform because Star Wars had been. And they did take the Star Wars easy road, but I mean. Nine, yeah. But it's like, been gone for nine years, and the prequels weren't overall well received. So That's a super nice way of putting it. <laughs> well. You come back in 2015 and you hit it out of the park. It's one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Uh, I remember looking at Rotten Tomatoes like... To, uh, like, can it be true? Like, Tuesday, because it came out Friday. I remember looking at it Tuesday. It was 94%. Yeah, you're like, like can it be like, true? Are you serious? Yeah. 
I, mean, I had the same feeling about it. I was it. working at the movies opening night for Star Wars, and I requested... And honestly, and honestly it's the first time you ever got to see it. You work in the movie theater. It's the first time you ever got to see, at our age, a Star Wars movie actually and being old enough to know what the hell you're watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it meant enough to where you had to take off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you, when, you, when you saw, like... I mean, I was, like, maybe 12 or so, or however old I was when you saw... Um, what am I looking for? Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean as much, right? You're older now, right? So take me back to that moment. You ask off. You ask off. I remember I asked off for the night, too, but I wasn't working at the theater. So you ask off. I had to ask off. We went and saw a 12 o'clock showing. So I said, I can work all night. I just bought tickets to Star Wars at 12, as long as I'm off by then. Um, get in there. Pack theater. Give me a pretzel. Get, a pretzel. Yeah, give me a pretzel. Sit down. Broken seat. This was, this was back, <laughs> I remember this. I remember this, this story before. Now. Our new reclinable, very nice seats we have. Yeah. Some of them are heated. If you like to be heated, Miami Heat, go heat. I think it's only the really nice one that has that. But 14 to 1, yeah. Um, but yeah, set in a broke seat. Doesn't matter. You would sit on the floor for that movie. Yes. It's that good. I love The Force Awakens. Saw it four times. Okay, give me 16. 2016 is hell. got to wrap this bad boy up. Hell or high water. Not, not, not enough people saw that movie. Yeah, hell or high water. Is one of the best Western. One of the best Jeff Bridges movies, probably. Jeff Bridges, uh, Chris Pine is fantastic, and Ben Foster is mm-hmm. incredible. But yeah, please check out. The shootout scene at the end is. To, to, to die it just for. has so much emotion. It's between family, it's about family, and it's about uh, partnership, really, with Jeff Bridges yeah. and his, yeah. his security officer. Friendship. 2016 for me. Everybody wants some. Does everybody want some? Not enough people saw this movie. Richard Linklater hit a home run. If you haven't seen it, please, 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 I implore you to go see it. It's about a group of baseball players living out their – well, a couple of them are living out their first college days before this, before school starts, before they got to get to practice and everything. It introduced me to my the love of my life, Zoe Dutch. Zoe Dutch. She's incredible in that movie. So, 2017. 2017 was really tough for me. I had to pick between Get Out – and the one I picked, Logan. Okay. Logan is the best X-Men movie. It is a story about growing, getting older, what they do with Professor X, because he's a mutant. Mm-hmm. They play on Alzheimer's, but it's... Alzheimer's. I, I to say. If you can tell, my nose is kind of stopped up right but now. But I think it's, most people do say Alzheimer's. I don't mean... They're like, they're, they're like the Hey, ghosts. they're all timers. No, I, yeah. know, I know how to say it. I know. I'm just picking on you, Bubba. I can't give okay. you a little bit of slack. Yes, you can. But, uh, yeah. I just so sensitive to that. He has one car accident and he's turns to a puss pop. There's just a lot of dynamics in Logan that are fun to watch. You're like frothing at the mouth like a St. Bernard. What's wrong with you? I'm hungry. Well, I'm going to go get another bowl of the chicken noodle soup. That my beautiful fiance. All right, 2017 for you. American Assassin. Oh, my. Here. Now I'm going to do what Justin did for In Brews for me. You ever seen it? I've actually seen most of Ember. Have you ever seen anything of American Assassin? I saw the trailer. It's that's a really fun, it's a really fun movie, man. It was stuck. It's like that. I believe only the Brave was up there for me, but it comes down to, re- to re- rewatchability. Only the Brave was fantastic. Really good, yeah, Josh Brolin. So rewatchability for me. Everyone knows I'm a big fan of the Mage Runner. Now, I saw American Assassin before I saw any of the Mage Runners. It sold me on Dylan O'Brien, that character that he plays. Shout out to Vince Flynn for making that character. I'm not gonna take the character's name. Because I don't feel like it. I feel like everyone should go see American Assassin. I love that movie. I love every second of it. The, the, here's, here's the deal. You watch the first 
10 minutes of American Assassin and then tell me you don't want to finish it. Okay. I, I will challenge you to do that tonight while we eat our bowl of chicken noodle soup. And we'll tell you how it went down on Wednesday. If you don't want to finish it, and I'm not going to let you, we're going to watch the first 10 minutes because it's way too damn. I mean, I don't work tomorrow, so we, don't, we could. But you, you have to work. We're going to watch 10 minutes of American Assassin while we eat chicken noodle soup. And you're going to tell me if you want to finish it or not. Round it out with 2018. We're not going to do 2019 because why? If you listen, you probably already know, but my favorite movie of last year, yeah, this is Star is Born, Bradley Cooper. Lady Gaga. Yeah, mine's Mission Impossible Fallout. We saw that together. Incredible movie, probably the best of the franchise. Bringing, bringing Tom Cruise back. Henry Cavill, baby. Henry Cavill's phenomenal. Henry Golding is not in that movie. That's the only thing that might better. Be better Henry of twenty. Henry Golding, big guy. Fifteen through twenty-eight. Henry Golding. Wow. Don't care. He's super hot. Henry Henry Cavill is too. Well, we ran a little long tonight, didn't we, bud? Not too long. About an hour. We usually, we usually kick around 45, 50 minutes. So I just don't know if list podcasts are the best podcast, but it was something that I wanted to do. Wednesday we'll be back to maybe little topics, maybe kicking around some movies. I am going to go see a movie on Thursday. don't know what it's going to be, so I'll let you know on that, and then we'll probably talk about that on Friday. Drake, any uh, closing thoughts before we get the hell out of here and eat some chicken noodle soup and watch 10 minutes of American Assassin? Um, there are There is somebody calling me right now, so... I'm going to go ahead and decline that call yeah. as yeah. I finish this out. Um, no, just follow us uh, at Culture Cult Pod, at Drake Frames, at underscore the real J Day. Yes. Underscore. And tomorrow morning, we're going to be starting our giveaway for the Blu ray copy of Eighth Grade. Eighth Grade, baby. So be on the lookout of that. You have, to, you have to follow us and tag five friends. So this has been another fun, exciting, and random episode of the. Culture Cult. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you on Wednesday. We are out. Goodbye.